welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back, another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside again. Thomas, how's it going? Well, I've only had like five cups of coffee today, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, so... <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so... I couldn't tell you. Sounds like a bad thing, though. Um, NC State's performance on Saturday was also a bad thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, overall it wasn't great. Definitely got some things to work on. Um, weaknesses that were exploited by Syracuse offense and Syracuse defense. So injuries didn't help at all. Um, terrible news for Steph Lewis. But, uh, yeah. yeah, lots to work on. But still can go 10-2, and two, so that that might be the only silver lining there. I thought my biggest takeaway, I agree with everything you said, my biggest takeaway after the game was that NC State has hit its ceiling with Ryan Finley. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that uh, hearing you say it. I mean, he still had a, I thought, a really good game. I mean, he did have just a about game. 500 yards, and uh, yeah. his connections were a lot better than, obviously, they were against Clemson. But uh, hit their ceiling with Ryan Finley. I mean, hmm, that sounds about right. I mean. You got the the first quarter was an utter disaster. Yes, and then you got the ball back with two and a half minutes left, down three. Say whatever you want about the defense, you got the ball back, down three with right. two and a half minutes to go. Right, and uh, all you needed, yeah, all you needed was a field goal. So you needed, where was State about the twenty twenty five yard line? Yeah. So you get fifty yards. You're looking at it, a good shot at overtime. Yeah, and the way they played the second half, most of their drives were, I think under three minutes from 75 yards. I think just about every one was yeah. fast and all 75 yards. So definitely doable, and that drive was just not, not good at all. If you, like, I would have been more concerned about State scoring too fast in that situation. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I, I just think, I mean, I know the defense was bad. I know it was. But when I thought State could go 11-1, and one, that was exactly the type of game that I thought Ryan Finley could win for NC State. Right. And he had the perfect opportunity, and it didn't happen. That's right. Syracuse's defense was bad. They could not stop State for the second and third quarters. Right. State owned the entire sec- one, second and third quarters. I mean, they still allowed Syracuse to own, but this, let me say, State's offense owned yeah. Syracuse the entire second and third quarters. They had their way with them. So, yeah, definitely disappointing to get into that situation where okay, now we get to see State's best players on offense shine and let them win the game that we've been talking about all season. And those three passes – or was there was one run in there, right? Was second down a run or – oh, yeah, no, it was a it pass was a, it was a to dump. Gillespie, yeah. a dump down. Which so those three nowhere. passing plays just went nowhere and backwards and led to an, a turnover. So, Yeah, that was, my, that was my takeaway after a couple of days of thinking. I just think NC State – NC State is a 9 or a 10-win team with Ryan Finley. Which, I mean, honestly might say more about Finley than it does about State when you look at all the players that State is about to have had drafted last year and is about to have drafted again this year. Right. Um, I really thought Finley could get it done, and that's why I said 11-1. and one. I knew there would be toss-up games like this, right? but I thought you want Ryan Finley or Eric Dungy in a toss-up game. Well, Eric Dungy, apparently. Right. So, yeah. I, it was frustrating for me. I know the defense was bad, but we knew the defense was bad. Like, that's not – like, the defense played really well, and now they face a really good offense in Syracuse who – you know, BC was a good offense, but BC plays to state strength, and Syracuse doesn't. Right. 
So you knew that Ryan Finley was going to have to win that game for you. And you were missing your top cornerback. You were missing your best running back. You were missing one of your wide receivers, one of your offensive linemen. So this was a perfect opportunity for Ryan Finley to assert himself, and it didn't happen. I want to say State is now like, well, I guess this technically wasn't a one-possession game. but Basically. It basically was. But um, why is there somebody up on the railroad tracks right now? I want to see that. I don't know. It's it's all. I've, tomorrow's Halloween. If it was if it was tomorrow, it'd make more sense. I I did see them over by the free expression tunnel. They were all up in the woods, like almost like they were doing a project. Like they didn't want to be student. there. Uh, I don't know. So. Okay. Well. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> back to, back to the topic at hand. I don't really remember what I was saying, but basically Ryan Finley should have won the game for NC State. I think you were saying uh, the the poor percentage of winning games that oh, are right, one right, possession right. games is just absolutely it's the stat it's is unreal. terrible. It's unreal. Right. I I guess maybe it's a Dave Doran problem, but at the same time he's not on the field. Right. Like it doesn't seem to be a problem when the defense needs a stop. Right? right. Like the defense like, has come up with stops with the game on the line. Right? Like Louisville comes to mind. Right. Jermaine Pratt had the pick six. Um, and then against UNC Chapel Hill when they were – I mean, this isn't really the same thing, but they were driving, and Pratt had another pick. I, I just remember against Florida State, like, State can run out the clock, no problem. They did it this year against Boston College. They did it last year against Florida State. But when they're behind by a possession with the ball, Owen, if you – I mean, technically this game wouldn't count, but you're 0-8. Right. Right. And it's almost and fun, like, if you think ab- if you thought about it hard enough, you'd, you'd honestly want to say it'd be the other way around. That State's right. offense is good enough to win those games, and maybe the defense has some holes to let the other team score. But it's completely backwards, and it's bizarre. I, I just – and people bring up the Boston uh, – not Boston College, Clemson two years ago with the missed field goal and Wake Forest with the fumble at the goal line. And those are valid points. Like, those weren't Ryan Finley's fault. Right. But even if State wins those games, they're still 2-6. and six. Right. So – even that's still not good. So I don't know. I thought Ryan Finley could get State over the hump in these type of games. And since it didn't happen against Syracuse, and that's probably like, I mean, not the worst defense State will face, but it's up there. I, I don't know. I don't really have much faith that State can win. Like right now I don't have faith that State can win toss-up games. Right, me neither. So especially on the road. Yeah, which there shouldn't be any more toss-up games on the road, but that's besides the point. Right. Um, so, so I, I, I guess we'll see. I have, n- I'm torn on this Florida State game. I have no idea. I was sure that Florida State, I was all ready to think that Florida State is going to win this game, and then Vegas comes out and has State by seven. And after the Clemson game, I just told myself I'm not going to doubt Vegas again. And this line doesn't make any sense to me, so I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I mean, State's obviously going to get what the three, four points built in for being home. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Um, I thought Florida State. Their defense for Clemson's first three possessions on Saturday was really good. Florida State's defense is right, good. and I thought they were going to put up a fight. I watched the first quarter and couldn't believe it was still tied, and then all of a sudden Clemson just said, "Forget this," and just absolutely went off. So, Florida State can be scary at times. Uh, I mean, with I all mean, that talent, it, yeah. Florida State always has some of the best players, and they were ranked high at the beginning of the season for a reason because they had those players, just haven't been able to put it all together yet. I think and they were ranked high because of the fr- name on the front of their jersey. Well, yeah, that's basically what I was saying. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just hope if you're state that this isn't the week that Florida State gets all of it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before we completely move on to Florida State, yes, the defense was bad. I don't think there's any point in talking about it. The defense was really, really bad. 
But that being said, the offense had four three and outs in the first quarter, and the defense forced two fumbles that bounced the wrong way. One went out of bounds, one bounced right to one of the Syracuse guys. So those two things made it l put kept putting the defense in bad spots. And then you couple that on the fact that State gave up a third and 15 and a third and 21, and that just can't happen. Right. So, yes, the defense was bad, but they gave the offense a chance to win, and the offense was awful in the first quarter and at the end of the fourth quarter. So I guess I get why people are so upset about the defense, but Syracuse is a good offensive team. Right. Like we Like, we knew the secondary was bad, and they were missing the best cornerback. Right. So I, I guess I, what, do you, what do you expect? I don't th you can't expect State to play that the first, what, four games, Cowper defense throughout the whole season. That's just unrealistic. And right. you knew that there were going to be some games, especially against the high-powered offense at Clemson, and Syracuse might have the next best offense that State will play or third yeah, or they whatever. Do. And so you can't expect State to just go and keep everyone to under 200 passing yards, under 100, 100 rush yards the whole season because there's some good teams they have to play. So you have to be real realistic with your expectations. Unfortunately, it just happened for this game where State decided they weren't going to play offense in the first quarter and at the yeah. end of the fourth quarter. If they had done those things, then, I mean, I still think they would have. They should have won. Yeah. Um, and the defense could improve, but, you know. I mean, it's a young defense. Like, it's the defense we thought we were getting at the beginning. That's with, exactly right. With I a bunch of bad luck and no help from the offense. I read that. I read that on social media. It's like, oh, this is the defense everyone was expecting, and here they are. So, But it, it was just two games. Like, And we agreed that the Clemson game, they, they, played, they played halfway decent. Right. So let's see how they look the next couple weeks before we completely write off the defense. I've seen people calling for, like, Dave Huxtable to get fired, and that's just ludicrous to me. That's, but that, and that's not good. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about is State, like two weeks ago, we thought State could really give Clemson a run for their money. I thought State would win. And, you know, if State beats Clemson, they're going to the ACC championship game most likely. And here's here's what I've thought of, too, in, in hindsight, is that was kind of silly of us, me specifically, but a lot of people thought State could really give Clemson a run for their money. And that, like – when you're building a program and you're building a team to get to the top, painful losses are part of the building process. Right. And the last two years, State has been the second best team in the in the conference, at least in the division. I'd say in the conference, but second or third in the conference. Right. And I still think State is the second best team in the conference this year. But painful losses are part of how you get to the top. Like, go ask Clemson. Before they had Deshaun Watson – it was just a bunch of we're never going to get there, all these close losses. And you go look across. Nick Saban did not get Alabama to the top in his first year. Right. Like, it's silly to me to think that less than 24 months ago, we were Dave Dorn was coaching for his job. And now 24 months later, we expect that NC State is going to win the ACC or, you know, think that's a – like – you hear what I'm saying? Right. It's not. It's not that clean. It's not just a clean right. climb like that. And the best example I can think of is the Red Sox, who just won the World Series. The last two years in the playoffs, they went one and six and just got completely outmatched and looked like they didn't belong. And then this year, they were the ones who were making every other team look outmatched. So, and you can go look at almost every single championship team, and before you get to the top, there's painful losses along the way. 
The Golden State Warriors, before they won a title, they lost in the playoffs two or three years in a row. The Miami Heat, the first year they had LeBron James, they lost in the finals. The Cavs lost in the finals the year before they won. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's just a it's a part of sports everywhere. Exactly. Clems I like I said, Clemson, Alabama didn't win the first year. Villanova, three years ago, Villanova was a team that always lost in the second round of the finals. Right. I mean in the NCAA tournament. And now they've won two out of three. Right. So to me, painful losses are part of the building and that's where NC State is at this stage. Right. Maybe NC State never gets over the top. That that is possible. But at the same time, I think it's a lot more likely that State is experiencing the tough losses right now, and you're you're still building. That next year is going to be a rebuilding, th- uh, rebuilding. What am I trying to Season? say? Rebuilding year. Year. But then in two three seasons, the year all the, these these two recruiting classes, you're going to have an upperclassman quarterback again. So I think these tough losses, coupled with the fact that Ryan Finley has been able to deliver when the team needs him to, like that is why State is where it is. I don't think it means anything other than the program is still building. Right. I mean, you can't expect a team to go from, I think, that game going into Chapel Hill State's 5-6. and six. Dave Dorn's right. fighting for his job. They somehow win the game. They just play extremely well against a really talented Chapel Hill team. And we're less than two years later, and everyone's expecting State to win 11, 12 games, right. make it to the championship game. Think about the college football playoff. It's like, there's a team. There's a lot of teams in the country that have been in the top five for like the past five years, in and out, and still haven't made the playoff or won even won right. their co- or conference championship game. So yeah, you can't expect the team to, st- uh, especially from the ACC. Unfortunately, this year that's really down, to just all of a sudden be relevant in the national picture like that. Um, and those tough losses are a big part of sports. I mean, if teams don't experience tough losses, they're I don't think they're going to get much better at all. No. So I expect. Uh, just throwing this out there, the game against uh, LSU for Alabama this weekend is going to be a really big one for both teams. I think whoever loses is going to be a tough loss, and is going to, you know, they're to throw they're one and four in the country, so you're going to have even national ranked teams. What I'm saying are going to experience tough losses. So yeah, I don't think I just like I'm not saying other teams don't suffer tough losses. Right. I'm saying that's part of building the program. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you go back and look at like I said, every championship team. The Astros last year choked in the playoffs the year before. It just goes on and on and on. Like 95% of championship teams have suffered painful losses the year before. And I think that's where State is. And I think in two, three years, maybe that's when you can get over the hump. Right. So, I don't know. That's my – I feel – basically, I feel stupid of myself to think that NC State could go from, you know, literally bowl eligibility and Dave Dorn's job came down to the last quarter of the season – to less than two years later, yeah, we're going to be a top ten team. Right. It's not like the team doesn't have the talent to do that, but it is it is silly for us to sit here and think that in less than twenty four months we can go from right. barely five hundred to a perfect twelve and zero. That doesn't like that does not or even eleven and one. Right. That does like that just does not. I mean, it happens at Alabama. Right. That's it. But even they still suffer the tough losses. So that's my point. If you're NC State and you're like, yeah, sometimes teams have turnaround seasons where they'll like have one flash in the pan like Chapel Hill won 11 games. But those teams weren't legit. NC State is building a program to where it's going to have legit teams in a couple of years. And the excruciating losses are part of getting to that point. Right. So I hope that makes sense. Um it we'll makes sense to me, so okay. if that counts for That's anything. That's good. That counts for a lot. 
Uh, we'll talk about Flo – you know what? I don't even have anything to talk about Florida State. James Blackman, their backup quarterback, might play because DeAndre, DeAndre Francois is banged up. Um, we'll see. Like I said, I have no idea what to make of this game. No, neither do I. Um, Florida State has a lot of talent. They're going to have a good defense. Their offensive line is uh, bad, to put it nicely. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe that's what NC State's defense needs to get back on track. I don't have a whole lot of analysis for it. Um, I'll say that if it comes down to a final drive for NC State, I don't have faith that NC State wins the game. So you got anything to add? Or I mean, I just, like, off the top of my head, I think whoever scores the most points in the first quarter is going to win. I don't yep. think either team's going to be able to come from behind. Yeah. So. I think one thing I'll add is Florida State has some really good running backs, but their offensive line is so bad that it doesn't matter. So uh, hopefully State gets healthy. As you mentioned, Steph Lewis, he's done for the season, uh, which really sucks for him. Uh, he's he's a really good guy, and you can see right. by the reaction that his teammates have had on social media that they, uh, they respect him a lot. Um, so we'll see. Uh, maybe he gets his sixth year. I doubt it, but it would be awesome if he could. Right. Uh, so Ricky Person, Nick McLeod, Justin Witt. Is it just those three that missed? I think it was. Um, so State's going to look to get those guys back in the lineup. I'll be honest. I had State by like 10 last week. If I had known that all three of those guys were going to be out, I probably would have had something different, especially McLeod. Yeah, McLeod seems to be stepping up, being the leader for that secondary. Uh, in my opinion back there, he's made some, some excellent plays that have – and I think he really just holds the entire – all five of them when they have five back there, just holds them together and keeps them on assignment. Because he's able, he's able to take like the other four don't have to worry about who he's guarding, you know. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I think he does such a good job one on one that the other four can just spread across the field. So. I will say, I thought the corners weren't the problem. I thought it was more of the right the nickel spot that was an issue, but that whatever, you know, whatever. That's it's in the past, and uh, um, so we'll see. I have no idea what to make of this game. I guess I'll take Florida State. <laughs> 30, 28-24. You've taken state every game so far. Did you, yeah. did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I guess, like, if state had lost a closer game to Clemson, I would have picked Syracuse. I don't know. I Yeah, I did know that. I, yeah, now I'm picking Florida I, State. I was just making sure you yeah. knew that. So, uh, I mean, if I had to pick probably state by, by four. Um, yeah. I think they play decent enough on both sides to win, and defense wins it for them in the end. So Florida State's driving, something happens, yeah. something like that. So yeah. I don't think the offense is going to go down and score at the end of the game, but they might. Yeah. That'd be great to see. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, I hope it happens for Ryan Finley at some point. I really do. Um, I will say this. When I, when we, I was watching the game, and then I figured out State wasn't going to win because the, they weren't playing well, I said – I still can't believe after two weeks of losses they can win ten games. And if you told me right now that State loses this game and wins the next, what is it, five, five. you take that e just about every, every year. Time. Every time. And I, I said before this, I thought State had to split these two, Syracuse and Florida State. So, you know, NC State can still s split these two, come out with a great shot, and then have an awesome opportunity right. to go uh, – Ten and two, and especially with three in-state teams to get a good hand up on recruiting, I think. Yeah, and that so. that I mean, ten and two would just be an excellent season headed into a really good bowl game. Right. So but I just don't have faith in state winning it. No. A close game on offense right That's now. That's fair. So, so I've I've tempered my expectations. I think state should go ten and two, and I'll be disappointed if they don't. I just 
don't think it'll happen, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. But so. we'll talk a little bit about basketball. Exhibition game last night. State uh, played Chowan, I think. Chowan, whatever, however you pronounce it. Uh, State won 111 to 62. You said you couldn't watch the game. Right. Uh, I was there um, covering the game. I don't really have much to take away. I mean, it's a D2 team. Um, you know, State's turn. State's press really, really. They had no idea what they were doing against the press in the in the first part of the first half. Then they seemed to figure it out. State still forced, I think, like 25 turnovers. Um, so that's that's the on defense, lots of turnovers, and you give up layups. Right. That's, that's just what the defense is. Um, uh, and that's what happened last night, even against uh, a D2 team. But you won by 50, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, so I like State's team. State has a lot of balance. I, you know, Keith said this after the game. There's not really a star player. Right. Like, if you had to pick a star player, it would probably be Markel Johnson, and he's best known for his passing. Right. So you know he's going to get everybody involved. Um, but it was good to see, like, Markel and Torn Dorn didn't have huge games, but it was good to see some of the other newer guys get acquainted. Devin Daniels, I think, had, like, 22 points. DJ Funderburk had uh, 20. Perfect um, seven, for seven from the floor, right? Yeah, seven yeah. for seven. And That's he, impressive. And he hit a couple jumpers, too, five for five from the line. So – um, that shooting touch from a big is not something we've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, State's been missing that. I am really interested to see how uh, small ball goes this year. We didn't get to really see it last year with some of the yeah. the players in the system, but this year it really – I mean, I think I heard uh, somebody say that Wyatt Walker is like the only true big on the roster that can at least play center. Uh, Ian so Steer. Steer, okay. Steer's, Steer's really big. Uh, he doesn't have much of an outside game right now. So, But, but I'm really interested to see how – uh, the smaller lineup works, especially on conference play and especially on rebounding. So, But you're, I think the plan, like you said, you're going to give up layups and probably a lot of rebounds. And you hope to get steals and have your – You get the turnovers right, back. That's the goal. You get them back. And you hope to have a high enough shooting percentage where offensive rebounds don't become an issue. Second-chance points don't become that much of an issue right. offensively, that you can score enough on first-chance opportunities. Um, but – I think the big goal was probably going to be limiting teams like Chapel Hill that always do really well offensive rebounding to second chance points. I think that's going to be a big part of the season. Yeah, I, and um, we'll take a look here at the schedule in a minute, but um, I like State's team. State is balanced. There's no real weaknesses. I mean, yeah, rebounding, but Wyatt Walker's big, and the guards have shown the ability to rebound Torrin Dorn, and C.J. Bryce and Devin Daniels have the size to get down there. Um Three-point shooting, I think, is going to be an issue, but um, there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of experience. They just haven't played together. Right. So I think it's going to be kind of slower starting, but then once you, once this team really figures out what they're doing, because it's not like Duke where there's a bunch of freshmen and they don't know what they're doing out there. Right. These guys all know what they're doing. They just don't know what they're doing together, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens. I think this team could become – really really dangerous come ACC play yeah and um, they're gonna give a lot of teams trouble and if you think about it I mean this is a team that's gonna like this is like a bunch of freshmen except a they're not freshmen and B they're not gonna be here for just one year like the core of this team is gonna be two three years right um, so that's real exciting going that, forward yeah I mean so um, we'll see let's take a look at the schedule now non-conference wise you got a couple of uh, <coughs> cupcakes to start out with. Um, 
I'd say up until right about you go to Wisconsin. For the ACC for the, Big yeah, Ten Challenge. That's, so. that's just under a month away. Um, that'll be a tough one. Wisconsin's always a tough place to play, no right. matter how good the team is. Um, they always have excellent bigs, in my opinion, that just fundamental yeah. down low, rebounding, hook shots, they got it all. So. Yeah. And then you have Vanderbilt, Penn State, um, Auburn. Uh, to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about those teams. Penn State was a decent team last year. Right. Um, I believe they lost their best player. Um, Vandy, don't know a whole lot about them. They were bad last year, I think. Uh, and then Auburn's ranked number 11, and they were in the Sweet 16, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. So, so uh, you have Auburn at home. That'll be a good game. That's the marquee non-conference game. And the rest of them are, uh, I want to say, neutral site. I want to say Penn State and Vanderbilt are both. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin's away. Auburn's at home. Uh, I think Vanderbilt's up. Are one of them's in Miami, and then one of them's in New Jersey. I think Penn State's in New Jersey, the uh, yeah, Boardwalk Classic or something like that. That sounds right. And Vanderbilt's in Miami, so you got to go from Wisconsin to Miami in uh, what three, four days. Yeah. So, well, good thing you can stop back in Raleigh. That's right. The there, right on the so. way. So, um, I, I I don't know. I mean, states should absolutely handle the every other team on the non-conference schedule. Right. Um, I'm sure there probably will be a couple of difficult teams. And there, but I mean, two and two right there in those four games. You right. take that, maybe even one and three. It's about to say, let's look at those four games and just say what, what's realistic. And I mean, then if you what can, if you can good, get a so. split with three games on the road and then the toughest team at home, right? I think you'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, split with all these, uh, with the all the new players and the lack of chemistry so far. Right. So that's why I think that's what all the games leading up till Christmas or the New Year's are. It's just for opportunities for the just team to, to play acquainted. together to get acquainted you know yeah. no one bases ACC standings off a non-conference game that's why it's, that's why you play yeah. conference games so uh, just a chance to play together before ACC play starts and then it's going to get a lot more difficult so so I mean if you can if you can handle every game you should and then split those um, yeah if you go have two losses going into conference play I think that's yeah. really big for You'll this team. You'll take that in a heartbeat yeah um, then when you get into conference play Start out with Miami, then a couple home games against Chapel Hill, Pittsburgh, then a three-game road trip, then a three-game homestand. I don't like how unbalanced that schedule is. There's always a three-game road trip. I, every year I think yeah. there's got to be one. And I don't know where the bye week is one time, but I think one time the three-game road, like the bye week was right in the middle of the three-game road trip. That's and what so you state want, right? went like State went a long time without playing a home game. So I think the bye week is – February 24th to March 2nd. Yeah, it's towards the end. So, so um, you know, Chapel Hill is ranked, Virginia is ranked, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Florida State. Those teams are all ranked. I'm sure one of those two, one of those teams won't turn out to be very good. Um, but you have Virginia, Clemson, Virginia Tech at home, uh, Duke and Florida State on the road. I mean, it'll be tough. I don't see any reason why State can't match last season's win total, 11 wins. Right. I mean, I think last year's team really, really overachieved. I think and, you're right. So. Um, you know, give them credit for that. But this team's a lot better, and they fit Coach Keats' system um, by a lot better. So, you know, if you can get Braxton Beverly back headed into the ACC play, I don't see why. I mean, 12 wins, I know people think, like, well, you won 11 last year, so why not 12? 12 wins in the ACC is hard. It's tough. It's so tough with all <laughs> these with all these really, really good teams. I still think the ACC is the best. Yeah, yeah, in in the con in the country, excuse me, in basketball. So I mean, you have road games against Miami, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, Louisville, Chapel Hill, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Boston College. Tell me which one of those games is a gimme. 
None of them. No. Not one of those games is a gimme. You know, maybe Wake Forest isn't supposed to be very good, but State always has State trouble State always there. has trouble. Uh, football, basketball, I don't yeah. baseball, I don't care. They're always in trouble at Wake Forest. You know Notre Dame and Louisville are going to be tough. Chapel Hill's tough. Pittsburgh, yeah, that's probably the easiest road game on the schedule. Then, obviously, Duke, Florida State. Um, and Boston College still has Kai Bowman. Right. So, it, you know, it'll be tough. I think you take 11 wins last year. I take that again this year. To be honest, that yes. puts you at 22 wins. If you can go 11 and two, and then 11 and seven, you take that in a heartbeat. I think this team is um, built to withstand the season. I thought last year's team got tired. Yeah, I agree. Towards the end, the short rotation really killed them. Yes. Um, and that won't be an issue this year. State played 10 guys last night, uh, and that's without Braxton Beverly. So. Um, yeah, I think 22 wins, and then if you can get one in the ACC. Yeah. Five. Well, what it's so it? hard Tournament. to predict the ACC tournament. It is hard. Because last year State finished tied for third, but then you had a fifth – you finished right. fifth place and you played maybe the most dangerous l of the double-digit seeds in the right. tournament. So I'm not going to get into the business of predicting well, that. Well, I was trying to say if, if you have 23 wins and one of them is in the ACC tournament, are you a big dance team or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say 20 wins. 20 wins? Yeah. Oh, last year's team was had, what, 22 wins and lost the first game. Right. And they or 21 wins and lost the first game, and like was what a nine seed, so they weren't even close. Okay. So I mean, they obviously that had the marquee wins, but I think that's a big credit to playing in the ACC, though. Even yeah. Like finishing tied for third in the ACC, any team that finishes tied for third, I think is going to get in almost automatically. So I mean, you play right now, you play five ranked ACC teams at home plus Auburn, so that's six opportunities for right now what looks like a marquee win. Right. So, you know, I think State will find those opportunities. I'd say State does no worth, no worse than three and three in those games. I think State is going to crack the top twenty-five at some point this year. I do. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think this team could be a Sweet Sixteen game. Sweet Sixteen team, excuse me. It's all about guard play once you get to right. Once you get to uh, March, and that's what State has. State has good guards: Braxton Beverly, Markel Johnson. Those two are really, really good. Um, they're not phased by anything, and they've, you know, they've been there now. So uh, they've got that experience. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, I guess I'll go – if we're predicting the season, I guess I'll go 22 and 11. That sounds about right. I'll go with that. Yeah. So um, we'll, get in, we'll get into more individual games as, as the season comes along. State starts with uh, Mount St. Mary's next Tuesday night. Actually, they have games on – each of the next four Tuesdays. So it looks like we're going to have to find a different <laughs> night to tape. Um, we can do it at the game. Yeah, there you go. That would be fun. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a good team. I think it's going to be a fun team. Um, They're definitely going to be exciting to watch, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, with Kevin Keats on the sidelines, he's going to have them. He's going to have them all fired up, I think, before every game. So I don't I don't see much quit in this team. I don't think there will be a game. There might be I one, don't think maybe Keats two games that. where <laughs> the team will just – quit and not have fun. No, so I don't think that yeah. I don't think that's going to be an, uh, an issue. So definitely fun to watch. I think the fans are excited to go watch this team. So yeah. with all the new faces, something different. That about does it. So you, I've got State beating Florida, losing to Florida State by four. You've got Florida State winning by four. No, I had State winning by four. You, you said State losing and, I, and then you said uh, Florida State winning. No, okay. State wins by four. Florida State for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, that'll do it. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Hell.
Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.